my goodness, friends, it has been too long. Welcome back to Soul Food, a podcast of conversations that are good for the soul. My name is Melody, and I'm so glad you're here. Wow, we took a two-week hiatus, and I am just so glad to be back talking into my phone and my car. You know, it's a grand time. Um, I, this past week, got to go to Peru, so that was epic, and I want to tell you a little bit about my trip and just something that the Lord taught me while I was there about trusting Him, and it may or may not involve one of the seven wonders of the world. So hopefully that geared you up and got you excited (laughs) for today's episode. So yeah, hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining. Let's do it. This past week during my spring break, I had the incredible opportunity to go to Peru with Lee, um, which is my school, and with a group of students there for a course in um, Latin American culture. And while there, we got to do a lot of cool things. We got to see a lot of incredible sites and places. We got to meet a lot of different people and go to some local churches and a seminary there, meet the students. And it was just an incredible week. Definitely wild and crazy and packed, but really fun and really thought-provoking in a lot of ways. And while in Peru, one of the things we did, which I think is on anyone's Peru bucket list, is go to Machu Picchu. Epic, right? I was so excited about this. This was kind of the crescendo of the trip, the thing we had all been looking forward to all week. It was at the end of the trip, and we were just so excited. Like, this is just one of those things. It's one of the seven wonders of the world, guys. Like, this is something everyone wants to see at some point in their life, and here I am getting the chance to see it. So exciting, and so it's quite a process. So we take a long bus ride that's about two hours from the city of Cusco where we were to um, get closer to Machu Picchu where we'll get to see um, the mountain and see the ruins and yeah the next day it's going to be awesome so we travel all that way and that night we go to sleep in this different hotel we get there late we go to bed wake up early the next morning and we have to take a train to Machu Picchu and the train ride is about an hour and a half and it's has these glass windows and you're looking outside and seeing this incredible view of the mountain landscape and the trees and rapids and it's just beautiful and so we're getting closer and closer so exciting and it starts drizzling a little bit but it rains a lot in Cusco and kind of outside Cusco so this was unusual so we're still really excited going up 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 and we all have our rain jackets we're prepared we're ready we have our ponchos looking like those tourists you know (laughs) um we we're prepared for the rain so it is okay so we're just trekking right along and finally the train ride's over and we get out and then we are shuttled onto a bus and so then we take this bus up the mountain and finally we get off the bus and there we are it's time to get in line to show our tickets to get with a tour guide and to start our tour of Machu Picchu 
And as all of this is happening, it gradually just starts raining a little more rapidly and a little harder and the clouds come in a little more and it gets a little darker and but nothing can shake us you know like we're seeing Machu Picchu dang it like this is incredible we flew all this way to Peru like nothing's gonna ruin this for us so here we are we finally oh my goodness I feel like oh no okay we're just gonna keep rolling with it so (laughs) we keep going so we get there we're with our tour guide his name is Jorge and he's just awesome and super enthusiastic and I'm so excited. We start walking up these um, stone steps and it's kind of steep and um, you know the altitude's much higher there so we're all breathing heavily and you know trekking up step by step and as we do we We'll go up a few steps and then we'll stop and Jorge will tell us some things about Machu Picchu and some of the history of what we're about to see and we're so excited, get a little break, get some breaths in and then we go up a few more steps and we keep doing that and finally we get to the top and I look over and I can't see anything. Um, (laughs) You know, it's raining And it's just, they're just clouds covering everything. So you can't see anything except where you presently are. You can't see any of the mountain landscape in the distance. You can't see the distant trees. And come to find out what we are looking at, the direction where we are looking, that was where Machu Picchu was. But we couldn't see it at all. And I was like, oh no, like we were all disappointed because we couldn't see it. Like we had come here to see Machu Picchu. We knew it was there because Jorge was telling us like right there, like there's Machu Picchu. It's right behind the clouds, right in that direction. And if the clouds like clear, you'll be able to see it perfectly. And it'll just be just like the postcards where you see the entire view of all of Machu Picchu. So we're looking out and this is kind of the spot, the spot where you see Machu Picchu from its highest point, the spot where you get those iconic pictures and it's just epic. And then afterwards, we would go down actually into Machu Picchu and walk around where all the stones and um, ruins are. But here we are, come all this way. We've heard all about Machu Picchu. We're getting all this information about it and we're excited to see it and we're anticipating it. And we get there and we can't see it. None of it's there. And this image for me was really impactful and thinking through I mean just imagine like you're getting to this spot that you've seen on the postcards you've seen it you've heard about it it's a wonder of the world like it's incredible and you feel like you're getting there and then nothing you just don't it's you can't see any of what you thought you're going to and looking out seeing the clouds and the fog and it was just white a whitish gray when I looked out not for a minute did I doubt that Machu Picchu was actually there I knew it was 
I had heard so many people talk about, I had seen pictures of it. I believed it was there. And I, as I stood there, I was just waiting for the clouds to move. And I was so excited about what I was about to see because I knew, I knew I could trust that Machu Picchu was there, even though in that moment it was covered from my view. And the Lord, during the week while I was in Peru, the Lord spoke to me a lot about trusting in Him. And I think that image He gave me that I lived in, you know, of not being able to see Machu Picchu is such a good image for how it often feels going through life, waiting for the promises of God, feeling like we just can't see it. We step out in obedience. We feel like we're doing what he's telling us. And then it's just none of what it seems as if there's nothing that we've been promised that's there. And yet it's right in front of us. And yet over time, as we are standing up on the top of the mountain on Machu Picchu, the clouds began to clear almost all at once until suddenly it was there. It was just all right there, just like Jorge said, just like the pictures I had seen online and in books and postcards. Like there it was, Machu Picchu, and it had always been there. The cloud was just covering it from my view. And now it was there and we were so excited and we started taking pictures and Yeah, so now I have an epic picture from Machu Picchu, and it was so cool. And I loved, actually, that reveal of it being covered from sight in one instant and then being visible. Like, it was just so cool. And so I'm really glad it was covered from my sight at first, actually. Um, But I think with this, the Lord just was speaking to me about when the Lord told me to come to Lee, for example... I stepped out in obedience, but it wasn't as if all at once it just felt so right and just everything became apparent to me first day of freshman year why the Lord wanted me there. It took time for those clouds to kind of move and for me to actually see the view of the promise of God of why he sent me where he did and going to bleed. And the Lord led me to reading Job, Job 38 through 42. And I want to read a part of that for you now. So in Job 38, the Lord begins to answer Job because Job has gone through a lot. The Lord has taken away so much from him. And he begins to question God saying like, God, I've been righteous before you. Like, why is this happening? And questioning God and his taking away things from Job. And the Lord answers him in verse 4 of 38. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? 
On what were its bases sunk, or who laid its cornerstone, when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? And the Lord keeps going on and on. It's really beautiful, and I'd encourage you to take some time and maybe just read straight through Job 38 through 42. It's so cool how the Lord just goes on and on detailing and almost this sarcastic tone of saying like, Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth and going into all of these different things that the Lord is controlling in creation and questioning, saying and showing Job like how much greater he is than us. In Job 42, then Job answered the Lord after hearing all these things from the Lord. I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear and I will speak. I will question you and you declare to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job is brought from a place of questioning God and questioning getting there and saying, God, where's Machu Picchu? (laughs) I can't see it. To then coming to a place that says, God... These things are too wonderful for me. You are so much higher than me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes sees you. My eye sees you. The Lord has just shown me That we need to know his character so personally. That we know that his ways are far better than our ways. And his thoughts are far higher than our thoughts. This is God who has held all things together for all of time. So what do we have to fear? And who am I to question God's leading? thinking that I know better than him. And who am I to determine what God can and cannot give and take away from me? And it just brought me to this place like Job of repentance of saying, God, forgive my arrogance and pride. And that he would teach us to trust him, not just in the day-to-day things, but also to trust him in suffering and in sacrifice when he takes things from us. That we would be able to say in the midst of change and difficulty, in the midst of having things stripped from us, that we can get to the other side saying, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. May we see him enough to trust him. says in Psalm 84 verse 11, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And how do we reconcile this with Job who walked uprightly? Can we really say that God withheld 
no good thing from him. In wrestling with this, I think I've just realized that the good thing that God promises to not withhold from us who walk uprightly is himself. It's his very presence. Because God is not just good. Like, oh, Machu Picchu was good. And, you know, it's not like that. Like, God is good. He can't just, he's not just something that's described to be good. So there can be no good thing apart from him. And so praying that the Lord would change our hearts to give us a deep longing for what is good. For what is of God. For what's drawing us closer to God. I want to trust God more. So friends, I just want to encourage you, let's not have a shallow trust That's only when things are going well. Let's have a deep trust that says, God, I know that you are good and that my eyes will see you in suffering. Draw me closer to you, God. I know that I can trust what you have promised and what you have said. I know I can trust that you will withhold no good thing for me and that you have promised favor, honor, and blessing for those who trust in you. God, May that be so. And so whatever mountain you're standing on, as cliche as it sounds, and whatever Machu Picchu you feel like has been promised in front of you and you can't quite see, let's trust God. And trust that He is enough, His presence is enough to be that good thing. Lord, we want to trust you. So God, help us do that. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.